Hello, Garland Nixon here, and this time it's all about China. Let's talk. talking about China today. And um, I usually, you know, lately everything's been about Ukraine, everything's about the EU, Liz Trust, you name it. But today we're going to talk about China. I think it's worthwhile right now. It's something a little bit different. A few things were on my mind. And I, I entitled this um, this particular episode, China Without American Exceptionalism and Propaganda. Here's why. Let's start off with the basics, the basic issue that I have with the discussion about China in the United States, right, all too often, particularly from a lot of my friends who are anti-China or, you know, a lot of conservatives who, to me, have been, you know, in the same way that the Democrats have been propagandized, that Russia is their evil main enemy. Uh, conservatives have been propagandized into China is their evil main enemy. And here's what I say to you, to both of you. If somebody else is picking your enemies, they ain't your enemy. If somebody else is telling you don't like this person or don't like that person or this group or that group, you got to ask yourself why, what is their motivations and who's telling me that? It's the United States government. The U.S. government is spending propaganda day and night. Do you know that the U.S. government approved, the Congress approved $300 million, $300 million just to do media and propaganda against China? Right. And let me ask you something. Do you think that was aimed at the people of Burkina Faso? You think that was aimed at the people of Uruguay or Paraguay? No, my friends, that 300 million was just for you. That's right. 300 million for you. Doesn't that sound great? Yay. The government's got 300 million for me. Well, it ain't for health care or jobs or uh, training for something or roads or infrastructure. I'm sorry. It is to bend your little minds to their whims. And here's where we start. The, the thing that you have been trained to do is view all countries through the lens of American exceptionalism. Everybody is viewed through the lens of American exceptionalism, right? As though A, you were the American, the American government and B, the American government has this ex exceptional, um, justification. Right. This position above all to judge everyone else in the world and to determine what they should and shouldn't do to mete out punishment to them. You hear people. Don't you think we should punish Saudi Arabia for this? We should punish Syria for this. There's a big discussion. And I hear it amongst so-called progressives, conservatives, everybody. Saudi Arabia does, Arabia does X. And everybody's like, well, shouldn't we hold them accountable? No, we have no legal authority to go around the world holding other people accountable. There are world bodies. We should respect that there are world bodies in international law. We are not cowboys to run around the world determining, well, Saudi Arabia did something that we don't like, therefore we must hold them accountable. That really, to be quite frank, 
That's a law of the jungle thing. All that says is this. We're the United States. We have more power than these other countries. Therefore, since we have the power, we have the ability to coerce other countries, to force other countries to bend to our whims. Therefore, just having the power is in itself an authorization to use it. It's kind of a form, if you know much about Calvinism, right? Calvinism, a belief that I'm rich. I was born rich. Therefore, God wanted me to be rich and that God chooses who's going to be rich and who's going to be poor. God chose you to be poor. God chose me to be rich. Let's roll with that. The fact that I'm rich means that God chose me to be rich. The fact that you're poor means that God chose you to be poor. Therefore, we're all doing God's will. We're doing what God wants. That's kind of a simplified version of Calvinism, right? American exceptionalism is not a simplified, it is a coercive version of Calvinism. It it, it says, since America has a lot of money and power, America, that the fact that we have power means that we have the right to use it. The fact that we have it makes us legitimate authorities to use it. It's a form of Calvinism. The fact that you have power means God granted you the power so that you could use it to coerce others, right? It's kind of a reverse kind of thing where you say the fact that I have it and means that I should have it and means that I have a right to use it. No, if I walk up to you and say, Two people and I say, here's a gun for you. Here's a knife for you. Does the fact that you have that gun give you a right to shoot the person with the knife? Well, hey, Garland gave me a gun. That means I have a right and point it to the other person and say, do whatever I tell you to do. Why? Well, I've got a gun. That gun alone, the fact that I have it means God wanted me to have that gun. God blessed me with that gun. God wanted me to use it any way I see fit. Well, really? So if God gave you the gun, then God believes, have you ever read the Bible? If you're going to argue that God gave you the gun, then God, if you believe in that, didn't he also give you a a user's manual called the Bible? You think you ought to read that? Nope. God gave me the gun. Therefore, I can shoot people with it and force them to do whatever I want. It's all a fraud, right? But that's American exceptionalism. It is a bastardized, not so much bastardized. It's a pretty straightforward version of Calvinism. I have the power. That means God gave me the power. That means God wanted me to use the power. And then I just go out and use it any way I want to and make up excuses that I have it, right? So, looking through that lens, you see why Americans are always saying to their government, how come we're not holding this country accountable, that country accountable? How come we're not doing this? Going along with this exceptionalism, imperialism, we are the power of the world and we should use our power and we should use it rightly and justly. Well, do we use it rightly and justly? Absolutely, we don't. And then you go to the other part of Calvinism. Well, of course we wouldn't. We're fallen creatures. We're imperfect. Always a fallback, isn't it? God gave us the power, therefore we should use it. And then if we use it wrong, eh, we're not perfect. You know, God doesn't make perfect creatures. We're doing the best we can. We just happen to be robbing and stealing people and taking their resources and slaughtering their leaders and overthrowing their governments. We're fallen creatures. You know, give us a little bit of space. We're working this thing out. Okay. So let's take that mentality, that thought process that everyday Americans have. Everyday Americans, a lot of everyday Americans have that thought process where they believe that America, and let me add this, this is where the poor fools are really being had. They believe that the American government represents them. And when the American government goes around the world doing these things, it's acting in their best interest. It ain't. It's acting in the best interest of the oligarchs, of the top one-tenth of one percent. 
100%. That's whose interest is acting in. So even if you supported that American exceptionalism bullcrap around the world, it still wouldn't benefit you unless you're a member, unless your name is Charles Koch or uh, Elon Musk or something like that. Okay, let's go to China. You hear this. Well, China's doing, they're doing, people kill me with this. I get this sometimes. Yeah, I don't like the fact that China are doing lockdowns. Well, China's doing social credit. You know what I say? And you might have heard me say this before. Please forgive me if you had. I ain't Chinese. What the hell business is it of a bunch of Americans to sit around deciding what 1.4 billion people should do? We are not Americans. Well, I don't think they should lock down. Well, I don't think they give a fluffy crap what you think, nor should they. Are you sitting around right now saying, you know, we'd like to pass this law in Maryland. Let's say you live in Maryland like I live in. We'd like to pass a law that you can't do X. But first, we better find out what the people in Xinjiang want. Hey, what about the people in Beijing? What about the people in China? First, we got to do a poll to see what the people in China want before we can pass a rule law or regulation in my local jurisdiction. I don't think we're doing that, are we? Why are we not doing that? Because we don't give a crap what they think, because this is not their country, and it's none of their damn business what we do in our particular jurisdiction. Do you see where I'm going with that? Should the Chinese people give a crap what we think? No, it's none of our business what goes on in China. Zero, none of our business what goes on in China. And that is pure imperialism and American exceptionalism to believe somehow that this country of 330 billion should tell that country of 1.4 billion what they should do. Now, let's go one further. Well, they're not acting fair in the market and they're manipulating the market. Manipulating the market? Oh, let's see. The United States government, suddenly the the banks, the big corporations screw us and they start going bankrupt. And the U.S. government gives them a trillion dollars, 300 million for you, 400 million for you, a billion to obtain it, 20 billion for you. And they take their money and what do they do with it? They buy their own stocks to artificially inflate the value of their stocks so they can make more money personally at the expense of everyone else. Is that market manipulation? Absolutely it is. There was a thing a while back, you probably remember this, when a bunch of people on Reddit got together. And they figured out this thing called GameStop. At the time, all the malls were closed. Everything was stopped. was closed. GameStop's... Uh, um, um, uh, uh, stocks were kind of, you know, not doing well for obvious reasons. They figured out how to deal with it, how to hack it, how to how to get in and get it up. So they went in and they said, okay, we figured out how to make it manipulate the market in the same way that the rich people do. So they started driving the stock up. They started making money. You know what the stock market did? Shut them down illegally. There, there are particular criteria, there are standards that must be there, that must be applied so that in order to stop selling or stop whatever, shut down a particular stop, certain things have to happen before legally they can do that, right? These companies, before they can do that, there has to be certain things done. Those things weren't done, they shut them down anyway. Why? Because they realized that the littles, that the hoi polloi, the great unwashed had figured out their game. 
and we're making money off of it. They're allowed to make money off of it. If they go, if Goldman Sachs or whatever, you know, one of these big venture, Apollo or BlackRock starts making billions off of something and we're getting taken to the cleaners, they ain't shutting them down. They're going to stop them from selling. They ain't going to stop them from buying, but they're going to do it to you. Why? Because that's market manipulation. It's okay for the billionaires to manipulate the market. It ain't okay for you to do it. That ain't the game. So here's my point. What the hell are we doing talking about China manipulating the market? Oh, they're manipulating the market when it comes to goods. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to U.S. oligarchs. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the U.S. government. That's all they do is manipulate the market. The, the idea that we have a free market is long gone. A free market, come on. After 2008, the United States has put, what, 10, 20 trillion dollars into the market? What's free, free market? The United, the market literally ran itself aground to the point where the only way that it could be saved was with government money and the government so, uh, uh, started pumping money and never stopped. They call it quantitative easing. So the government's pumping money into the market and we're, and, and you got people here saying China's manipulating the market with their money. You know, look at what China's doing. They're artificially inflating or raising their funds. What are we doing with the market? It's a joke. It's a casino. It's a Ponzi scheme. And so the idea that they're somehow, well, you know what it is? It's like Reddit. It's okay for the U.S. oligarchs to manipulate the market any way they want to. Not the little Reddit, old poor, poor little everyday Reddit users they ain't allowed to. Not the Chinese or somebody, the Vietnamese, whoever they ain't allowed to. It is strictly the domain of a few U.S. oligarchs. They're allowed to manipulate the market. So when people hand you that crap about China manipulating the market or their currency, please, what a joke. Manipulating the currency. What do you know about George Soros and the manipulation of currency? The guy made like a billion dollars in one day manipulating currency. He has wiped out and destroyed entire countries manipulating currency. So the manipulation of currency is not uh, solely the um, the work of the Chinese. Whether they are or not, I don't know much about them, enough to know. But all I know is this. The pot shouldn't be called in the kettle black. Okay, let's go one bit further. As I was saying about American exceptionalism, Americans are blinded into believing that they have a right to tell other countries what to do. We watch our government and our government says, you're the now the, the, the government of this country. We don't recognize you as the government of that country. This country has um, democracy. That country doesn't have democracy. By whose standards? So we're setting standards for the world, standards for who has democracy, standards who, for who meets human rights now. When the United States invaded Iraq on a lie and killed a million people, there was a human bit of a human rights issue there. Who's ever been held accountable? Now, Russia's in a violation of human rights. Xinjiang, China, everybody's in favor in violation of human, human rights. But when we invaded Libya, when we bombed Serbia for months, when we invaded, what was it, 76 days, when we invaded uh, Iraq, when we did a, a dirty war on um uh, 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 Syria. We're continually 600,000 Syrians at least killed as a result of the United States policies on Syria. And we got the nerve to say China's got a human rights problem? And Americans are like, yeah, Xinjiang, China's a human rights problem. If they did right now, as I look at the evidence, I see no evidence of human rights. In fact, uh, uh, human rights violations in Xinjiang. In fact, it, they're like, there's a genocide in Xinjiang. Well, this is not, they're not good at genociding then. There's more 
Uyghurs than there were before. For the first time in history, we got a genocide that increased the population. Wow, that's pretty. I got to say this one thing about China. They ain't good at genocide. They're trying to genocide a group of people and there's more of them than there were before. The literally the UN sent somebody to look at it. The, the person goes and looks and they're like, yeah, I don't really see a problem. And the US hit the seal and oh, that person's terrible. They're evil. Why? Because they didn't come to the conclusion that the United States expected them to. They got to go. Why? Because we said there's genocide, but there is none. That's beside the point. We're not saying there's genocide because there is genocide. We're saying genocide because the U.S. doesn't like China. It's angry because China's rising and doing some being very, very successful in the market. And the U.S. doesn't like that. So we just accuse them of some human rights violation. It is preposterous to me that stupid idiots in this country don't look at Libya. They forget about Iraq. They forget about Syria. And they actually act as though the United States government has the right, the right to accuse other countries of human rights violations. I'm sorry. That's not what we should be about. We should be about fixing our own home. We should be about addressing human rights violations by our own government. We should be about stopping committing human rights violations. Now, on to China. The Chinese people are doing lockdowns. The Chinese, the government's doing this or that, right? Again, why China? Why is it that, uh, I don't know, why not Canada? Why not, uh, whatever country? Saudi Arabia, UAE, Bahrain, whatever the hell, right? Why China? Isn't it an interesting coincidence that all of these years there was no human rights that we knew of in China? In fact, China was doing wonderful while the oligarchs in the U.S. was sending their companies over. And the companies were getting lots and lots of labor. The U.S. oligarchs were making more and more money and everything was fine. And then suddenly they woke up and they're like, holy shit, China's economy is growing really, really, really fast. China, will you do what we tell you to do? And China said no. Well, in that case, you got human rights violations. It was just a ploy. And it saddens me to see Americans who are such suckers that they'll buy those ploys. I ain't buying it. And hopefully you don't either. But as I said, a lot of conservatives, there's a word that triggers them. CCCCCP. Oh no, they're communist. Therefore, the United States government has a right to do using Maryland except, uh, American exceptionalism and tell them what the hell to do. Well, see, the problem is this. That, 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 that dog don't hunt no more. China's too big and too powerful. The only thing the United States can do with China and Russia both is start World War III and get us all nuked. They can't, they cannot stop either one of them. They're trying to arrest their economic and military growth and that can't be done. Sorry, too late. Cat's already out of the bag. Horse is already out of the barn. I can't think of any other metaphors, but you get my point. So when Americans say to me, but China's doing this, I say, it's none of your damn business. Why are you telling me what China's doing? Why are you telling me what China's doing? What's the United States doing? We got problems of our own. Whenever you judge others, you have to ask yourself, where does the authority come from in order for me to judge whoever? What authority do I have? We don't have any authority to judge China. Who has authority to judge the Chinese government, the Chinese people? And if you say, well, they are not doing it, ain't none of your damn business. The Chinese people are happy with that government, which the polls overwhelmingly say they are. Well, then they should have that. If they got lockdowns and they got, um, what else do they have? Lockdowns, whatever, social credits, right? 
I may not want that, but I ain't Chinese. If they got it in China, if they don't like it, they should do something about it. But apparently they ain't bothering them too much. So that's none of my business. See, but here's the real truth. You're being lied to. Tony Blinken has made it clear. His real problem with China is not that they're doing anything. It's what they are. It's that the Chinese government is very successful economically and they are big, getting big enough and powerful enough that they can challenge the United States. And if you read the Wolf, Wolf and the Wolfowitz doctrine, that's the only thing that matters. The United States government doesn't want anyone else to get powerful enough to challenge them in any part or any area of the world. It is world domination. It is pinky in the brain, right? So Blinken and the psychos, Blinky and the psychos are like, yeah, they're growing big enough to challenge us. We can't have that. They must be taken down at all costs. And the cost, the all cost that they're talking about, yeah, that's your lifestyle. Ask the Europeans how their lifestyle, how that all cost bullshit's working out with Russia right now. Not so good for the little guy. Trust me. The, the, the rich people are still warm. The cold, the, the, the not rich people ain't going to be happy in, in Europe. But there's more to it than meets the eye. Let's look at a couple of other things. Let's just look. What is this all about? Let's go here. Look at a couple of things that you may find of interest. All righty, my dear and fluffy friends. This is the Pentagon's $27 billion master plan to deter China in the Pacific. Well, first of all, where's China in the Pacific? Where's the U.S.? We ain't in the Pacific. Why are we deterring China? And what are we deterring them from doing? Let's go a little further. The plan, plan includes calls for deploying long-range missiles in the Western Pacific, new missile defenses and sensor networks and more. So it's all about war. And it's all about $27 billion. Let's look down here. See, look, there you go. There's missiles. There's missiles here. There's first island chains and missiles and second island chains. This is all about war. Go down here and there's some friggin' guy. The Pentagon has submitted a plan to Congress outlining more than outlining more than 27 billion. Well, let's go here. Let's see what we got here. And that is 2016. Okay, let's go here. 250 billion approved to compete with China, right? 200. Okay, Dems and Republicans unite to back. Listen to this: investment in research, 250 billion dollars. But what did we just say? 27. Master plan, 27 billion to deter China. 20, 250 billion to compete with China approved. Well, that was June 9th, 2021, right? 250 billion, right? Well, let's keep counting. <gasps> what do you know? July 8th, 2022, one year later, Congress passes a $280 billion industrial bill to crown China. Well, look at this. $250 billion to compete with China. One year later, $280 billion to counter China. Man, it's expensive as hell to counter and compete with China, ain't it? So that's, and this is just a small, I can keep going, there's lots more, but I'm just going to use these little ones. 27, 250, 280. That's $557 billion to Counter China. Well, let's look. Well, gee, that's awfully expensive. Let's see what we got here. 
in America, there is a city, in, which is the capital of Mississippi, called Jackson, Mississippi, and they have problems. Their water system has gone to hell. They have no water. They've got a, a the capital city of a state. All these people live in there. They don't have no water. I wonder what it would cost to fix it. Bingo! Cost to fix Jackson's water system estimated at $1 billion. Planning and Planning and funding are both in dire need in Jackson. The question is, who should be in charge of the planning and funding? That's right. Who's going to come up with a billion dollars, man? That's a lot of money. Let me review something real quick. 27 billion master plan in their terror China. 250 billion approved to compete with China. 280 billion to counter China. Who's in charge of the planning and funding for one billion dollars for Americans who in Mississippi who don't have decent water. Let's go one further and look at this scam. Cost of flicks, Flint water infrastructure could reach $1.5 billion. Oh my God. A billion and a half. Who's going to pay for that? Who's got a billion and a half dollars? So we got Flint water. They need a billion and a half. We got Jackson. They got no water. Flint's got lead in his water. Well, Jackson, they don't have water to have lead in. We're at two and a half billion dollars. But I mean, the question is right there. Who should be? I mean, come on. Who's coming up with a billion and a billion and a half, two and a half billion? What kind of money is that? Oh, let's review. Let's do it. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, let's do a review. Two hundred and eighty. The Senate on Wednesday passed an expensive $280 billion aimed at building up America's manufacturing and technologically edge to counter China, embracing an overwhelming bipartisan vote, the most significant government intervention in industrial policy in decades. Now, let me show you where it's bullshit. July 28, 22, and they say this is the most significant government intervention in industrial policy in decades, right? $280 billion, man, we haven't done that in decades. Now, let's go one year earlier. June 9th, 2021, $250 billion to compete with China. Research by, now, wait a minute. You're going to come up with a $280 billion in July 22. A year earlier, you came up with $250 billion, a quarter of a trillion, and you have the nerve to write, it's the most significant government intervention industrial uh, uh, policy in decades. It ain't even the most significant in one year. That's a half... Over a half a trillion dollars to counter China. What does that even mean, counter China? You know what it means? You are being had. That's what it means. You are being lied to. You are being took. While the average American's got to work multiple jobs, can barely make it, it has no money in the bank. These low-life, low-life lying scum that are supposed to be running our government have the unmitigated goal to print money, to hand out money like they're just throwing confetti to counter China. See, let me explain something to you. In order to get away with that, they need a lot of suckers. So in order to get away with that kind of money, guess what they got to do? They got to make sure they give you enough propaganda. So you're running around saying something about Jin Jang and we've got to counter China. And we got See, if they propagandize you enough that you're repeating their propaganda about China and you think you came up with it, you think it's your original idea, that's the only way they're going to get away with that. Otherwise, you'd say to them, hey, Hey, 
We got whole cities with no water. Um, we got homeless people under every bridge. People can barely pay their electric bill. People don't have lunch money for their kids going to school. When they go to school, they don't have heat and air conditioning. Come on. But as long as you are repeating their propaganda, well, you know, the Chinese have social credit, and they're the Chinese uh, Communist Party, and blah, 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 and we've got to do something about the Chinese. As long as you're repeating their propaganda, you're going to let them get away with it. You are going, guaranteed, to let them get away with it. As long as you're a sucker. Don't be a sucker. That's what Garland Nixon has to say to you. Now, let me go one more. And I should have checked this before. Uh, I'm sorry. Heat. Let me find this. Here's another one. Yes, sir. Good old America. You got to love it. Here's another one. 200, and let me review these again. Let's review this really quick, boys and girls. 27 billion to deter China. Dems and Republicans unite. 250 billion to compete with China. Congress passes 280 billion to counter China, right? You count that up? 280, 250, excuse me, 557 billion dollars to counter China. Let's go here. What's this say? Teachers at Columbus City Schools in Ohio have voted to strike. This is a few months. This is a couple months ago. Due to alleged disagreements over teaching and learning conditions, including functional air conditioning and heating inside. Look at this. I ain't making this up. Including functional air conditioning and heating inside classrooms. What the bloody hell kind of country says we are the richest country in the world. We're the richest country that ever was. We're the most power. We're this. We're that. We're all these things. But our kids don't even have heating and air conditioning properly in their schools. We got 250 billion. We got 280 billion. We got 27 billion. We got 557 billion over well over a half a trillion dollars just to counter China. And we don't even know what that means. Now, I could then certainly add 1.3 trillion dollars that was wasted in Afghanistan. I could add maybe billion just this year for the defense budget. I mean, I could keep going. Think about that. $1.3 trillion, $850 billion for this year's defense budget. I just gave you $557 billion. Do you understand what kind of money we're talking about now? We're up to $3 trillion and I could keep going. But we don't have a billion and a half for uh, Flint, Michigan's water. We don't have a billion for Jackson, Mississippi's water. We can't afford heating and air conditioning for our poor little kids in school. It's time that Americans wake up and realize that they're being had. How much longer can just telling a conservative, hey, the Chinese Communist Party, and they bite the hook. 
telling a the Democrats are the same. You think that ain't the same with Russia? They're doing all this stuff now. Yes, oh boy, we got to spend another fifty billion, another eighty billion, oh, 250, 100, blah, blah, blah. You, you see, here's the thing: they must create enemies around the world. They're getting rich off of that. That's how they eat by telling you you're a Democrat. Go ahead and hate Russia. Well, what happens if I hate Russia, man? We're going to eat. If you're stupid enough to buy that, we are going to eat, and we're going to eat well. Now, conservatives, yeah, uh, you are assigned to China. That's what you're – see, if you're a conservative, you're assigned. you got to understand this. If you're in either of these brainwashed cults in America, you are assigned your enemies. You don't choose your adversaries. You don't evaluate and say, I think it's in our best interest of our country to work with this country, not work – no, 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 no. They are assigned to you. And if you're a member of the blue brainwash cult, you're assigned Russia. If you're a member of the red brainwash cult, you're assigned China. That's what it is. You're assigned your enemies. And now shut up and take your damn enemy. That You've been told who your enemy is. We don't want to hear it. What who's your enemy? Uh, I forgot. Shut up. What are you, conservative? Yeah, that China. All right, thank you. China it is. And then you just go repeat some rhetoric about Xinjiang or whatever the hell, um, uh, uh, um, Hong Kong, it ain't none of our business. Think about Hong Kong for one second. The British literally stole Hong Kong, stole it from China. And why they steal Hong Kong from China? Because they were drug dealers. It was over the opium wars. Look up the opium wars. What The UK forced, because they had the military might to do it, they forced the Chinese to allow them to sell opium, to addict their population to opium. And when the Chinese said no, there was a war. And the bottom line is the Brits stole Hong Kong. And now after, first of all, let me add this. And here's the real unbelievable thing about this. Hong Kong was under England, right? They didn't have any democracy. Everything was assigned to them. What England always did what is, is it assigned a viceroy or a governor or whatever the case to run its colonies, right? Hong Kong had zero democracy. So what happens? The Brits end up leaving based on the agreement. Okay, China, here's Hong Kong back. China says thanks. And all of a sudden the Brits go, hey, they don't have democracy. Well, they didn't have it under you. But all of a sudden, after you get rid of them, you're mad at China because they don't have democracy and we've got to support the protest. Who, who's paying for the protest? There were little, literally pictures of the U.S. Uh, people from the U.S. State Department and a U.S. Embassy meeting with the leaders and like giving money and offering money and support to the leaders of the, uh, of the Hong, of the violent Hong Kong protest. We have no right to do that stuff. What would the U.S. did do if Russia was doing that? If China was doing that? If Iran was doing that? Oh, we'd go ape shit. But yet we're doing that to all of those countries openly. So as far as I can see it, China is a victim of, in my opinion, a victim of American imperialism. Russia is a victim of American imperialism. Iran's a victim of American imperialism, in my opinion. Because we do not have a right to tell those countries what to do. If we got an issue with those countries, we should go through world bodies. We should use diplomacy, send our diplomats, sit down, work this thing out, have world bodies. Instead, nah, we're just the God, the kings of the world and the kings of the earth. And we can tell everybody what to do. And when it comes down to it, it's still a scam. And the American people are the ones getting fleeced. 
That's the bottom line. You look at the numbers. We are the ones getting fleeced. Let me look and see on Rockfin. Oh, we've got a couple of people on Rockfin. Lemon is, I usually start with super chats here. Slade. Okay. Mariah M says Garland. Sadly, our fellow Americans, especially progressives, are woefully uneducated about American history and imperialism. They focus on what the mainstream media tells them, like woke identity politics. They acknowledge that the U.S. has done bad things, but they generally believe the U.S. is still a good guy versus the reality. U.S. government is a terrorist state. It's a hard truth they don't want to face. Hey, Mariah M, you know what you're talking about. How about Zach? I spoke too soon. Seems there's a lot more than that available. Maybe we need to spread how secret CCP communist Chinese have taken over water departments across the country. There you go. Zach says, need the Pentagon to use $27 billion to help deter potholes and dirty drinking water inside America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JJ is a tip. Thanks a lot, JJ. How about thanks a lot? Textual Aaron, there's a tip there. Thanks a lot. All right. Chicken Patty says Garland. Love you, Chicken Patty. Lawmakers seek to pass $50 billion in new Ukraine aid before next Congress. Of course. You got to do that. You got to get $50 billion in aid to Congress. Lockheed Martin's got to eat, my friend. Let's go this way. Amita Salahuddin says CDC voted 15 to 0 to put vax for children and pregnant women in regular immunization schedule to prevent liability for big few. Well, here's the thing about you got to understand about that, and that is there's a lot more to it. That has actually a lot to do with, um, with, with, uh, yeah, you've got it to prevent liability. Yes. It's a lot of that has to do with preventing liability. If it, if it's on the, um, the schedule, then they don't have liability. Do I see any more? Wow. That's the only super chat today, but that's okay. It's Friday night and I, you know, I'm glad there's people on here on and Friday night. I'm glad you're either out partying or home enjoying life or whatever Saturday night. And for a lot of people, I guess it ain't Saturday night. It's Saturday morning, Sunday morning, middle of the night, whatever the case may be. But thanks a lot. All right. Oh, let me see what we got here. Let's look at a couple. The USA has since 1971 just been creating trillions in fiat currency out of thin air that could never be paid back. Yes, that is correct. And they've been taking that money and putting it in the hands of the billionaires. Ernest World speaks out of says, turning back to God is the answer. Okay. Well, you're certainly worth, you're certainly welcome to do that if you believe that's the answer. Britain bought I'm not downing it or I'm not, you know, there are people that believe there are people here that are atheists, that are Muslims, that are Christians, that are Buddhists. As far as I'm concerned, I appreciate everybody on my channel and whichever road you choose, go for it. Britain bought a lot from China and ran a trade deficit. Britain intended to pay with opium. The Chinese emperor banned opium on health grounds. Britain launched two wars against China. You know your stuff, don't you? That is exactly it. The British East India Company expanded the cultivation of opium in the Bengal presidency. Yes, in fact, they forced um, uh, the Indians to make it, to, 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 to grow it. And uh, yes, 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 yes. In fact, you know, think about it. They, they drink all of that tea. They're big tea and uh, tea drinkers in, in, uh, in England. Where's the, uh, where's the tea come from? India. That's where they got their tea. Oh, they're drinking all that tea, but yeah, they don't grow tea in England. The Biden administration has been sending thousands of thousands of taxpayer funding to pay for drag queen shows in Ecuador. I don't know. I can't, I can't comment on that one. I have no idea. Uh, let's see. What's this person say? Which led us to Saudi deal where the U.S. bribed the Saudis to back the U.S. in their oil. Then the U.S. Saudi alliance priced CCP out of the oil market starting to fall with CTC, CCCP. Well, I don't know about all of that, but you know, whatever. Coop W says, four inches of snow to cold, too cold to go outside. Wow, you got snow? Where in the hell are you, Coop W? Yikes. And last but not least, Kinky 2 says, wow, there's a, is this the same Kinky? 
What happened? Hey, what did you do with Kinky? Darn it, Kinky too. I don't know about you. Did you do away with my little Kinky? We got it. We don't know, but maybe this is the same Kinky. Thanks, Garland and family. So we're, I'm gonna. I hope it's the same Kinky. Let's hope it's not something nefarious going on. And Kinky too has done something to our dear Kinky. Emu Cat says tea is refreshing. Coffee is drying. Have you ever seen this thing? And it talks about the difference between the West and Eurasia or the West and East. And it's like cats and tea versus dogs and coffee. Interesting stuff. All right. Thanks a lot. Kinky. I hope you're okay. Where's Kinky 2? What's Kinky 2? What's Kinky 2? Does Kinky 2 have something to say? You shadow banned me from your chat. I shadow banned you. Kinky 2? I never shadow banned you. I'm not, I would never. The last person I would ever shadow ban. Of course, like there's Coop W and there's Chicken Patty. So I'm just saying, Kinky. I'm glad you're here. I don't know what happened. Somebody else might have done it. That's terrible. Camilla V. I forgot about Camilla V. We got a lot of friends here. All right. Thanks a lot, Camilla V. Thanks a lot, everyone. I'm tired and it's Saturday night and I got to get up tomorrow. I got important things to do. I got a football game. I got a Washington Wizards game at seven. If you know me, you know I love sports. I'm, I'm really into politics and I enjoy my politics. But here's the other part of it, too. You got to have things you enjoy in life. You know, with some people, it's golf. I like fishing, working out, reading. Um, I like watching my sports. You know, I'm in the D.C. area. I like my D.C. teams, the Nationals. God knows the commanders there. You know, it's a whole other story. And, of course, at least the Wizards are playing now. I can watch my Wizards. So, I, you know, I enjoy watching sports. That's a lot of fun to me. That's something to keep the old mind busy for a while. All right. Number one is fishing. Oh, are you kidding me, Coop W.? Coop W, let me tell you, I've been, let me tell you, when it comes to Chesapeake Bay fishing, my friend, you are looking at a master at the, you know, a lot of kind, a lot of fishing, not all fishing, the ones that I, the things that I fish for, I'm really good. So I enjoy fishing in the bay. Love it. Let's see what do we got. No, no room for levity. Oh no, we can't have fun, George. Okay. As a Russian born with Ukrainian roots, I want to thank you for speaking truth to power. Thanks a lot, Alex. Neo. Wow. We got Neo. Rockfish. Striped bash, best believe it, buddy, which reminds me, we call this Rocktober. That's what we call this, Rocktober. Do you like fish sticks? Uh, well, now, let me add this. Since we're, it's a Saturday night and we're just chatting. I, um, I'm a pescatarian, which means I don't eat meat. I eat, uh, pescata. I eat seafood, fish and other seafood, so I don't eat meat. So, uh, I mean, in theory, I like fish sticks. In theory, I can eat fish sticks every now. In practical application, it seems a little like, you know, you get a box of fish sticks and I can't read what the hell, the half of the, the, uh, the, um, chemicals on the side of the box. I don't even know what they are. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll just put it like that. I, in, in theory, I can, um, in theory, I can eat them, but in practical application, if not, if I read the box, <laughs> I can eat them unless I read the box. Oh, this is yummy. Holy dextrum, mostrum, master, crapper, whatever. No, I can't pronounce that. There's numbers beside this, something 647, and they got like the molecular numbers on it. Ah, that's the kind of stuff that you would see in like, uh, you know, insecticide for God's sake. Nope, not much on those things. Nice clean fillet. Garland love to eat out at restaurant in DC. Oh man, are you kidding me? There's some good restaurants. I met up with some friends of mine tonight from the People's Party at this place called Lariol oh, on 18th Street. The Latin uh, food was exquisite. Better to eat the box. There you're talking about. Probably a lot healthier to eat the box than than it is. If it comes, what's to say? It's saying if it comes in a plant, 
don't eat it if it comes wait a minute if it comes from plants don't eat it if it comes in a plant eat it i don't know but at any rate whatever like i said it, you know i i've heard that kind of stuff i'm not a vegan or anything like that but i'm like this whatever your thing is if you want to be a vegan i'm fine with that vegetarian you want to be what do they call the people that eat nothing but meat all the time uh i forgot what they call them but whatever the case eh, if you want to just walk around and graze grass for god's sake that's your business that's your life i ain't trying to tell you what to do go for it anything else Baltic fish might be tasting a bit funny these days. You know what's funny? Um, so I know a lot of Russian people and my friends were, there's a restaurant they keep tell, telling me to go to in DC, a Russian restaurant called Maravana. And that is, um, Miravana, something like that. But the bottom line is, but they're telling me, have you ever heard any of the Russian people ever heard of herring in a fur coat? That's what they told me. And it's like herring with some other stuff on it. It's called herring in a fur coat. Um, so, yeah, I may go try herring. I don't know how big I am. Herring's a little fishy tasting, but what the heck. They eat a lot of herring in Russia. Fogo de Chao, there you go. Um, at any rate, thanks a lot, you all. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about anyway. I'm going to lose everybody on my channel when they see me rambling on on a Saturday night about herring in a fur coat. Yeah, that's sure going to work out a lot. Thanks a lot, everybody. Peace. 